we investigate the first live-action Pokemon movie, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and prepare for war, and a high body count, in John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review, so stay tuned! Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt Brought the Cold Weather Back Hey. Yo. Yeah, because we're having some very <laughs> strangely cold days here in Arizona. Yeah, and I've been gone, like, out of the country and back in the country. You were in Alaska, out of the country. right? Yeah. yeah and you but you had to pass through international gone. territory to do that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian so, waters. That is true. Like, <laughs> I don't know how like the water system as far as like being in another country works. I just think of it like front front, front lawns. Front lawns, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's like, like a run up of like a certain, you there's know. There's like an invisible line there's somewhere. Invisible line. I'm sure some captain has a listing of all that and yep. how far away, but who yep. knows. Anyway, who am I today, Matt? Everybody, I'm here with Joel Guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> Cunningham. I need the Matt. Lots of guns. <laughs> And I know Kung Fu. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's I love quote. that. I love that almost blatant Matrix ripoff. Yeah. It is, actually. I think it's the same exact line. It might be, yeah. Guns. I, lots of guns. I know he says we need guns. We need lots of guns, right? I think in the he, first one. I think he said. I think he says think guns. So. Yeah. Anyway, like, if you know, send us an email. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think he does say that, actually. Yeah, and, we're, and we, we should talk about it at some point, the fact that they're coming out with a... A Matrix Four, maybe what? potentially in pre-early stages of development, they're in talks to do another. Wait, Matrix I feel movie. like I remember hearing something about that, but I remember yeah. it was a long time ago. I mean, there's lots of stuff like that. Bill and Ted's Third Adventure, right? And, so who knows if yeah, things okay, like that are okay, going to happen? Gotcha. I mean, hey, we're getting a Sonic movie. Nobody ever saw <laughs> live action. Yeah, so. who's asking for these things? <laughs> Nobody's asking for these <laughs> things. Anyways, Matt, before we get into uh, the show proper and the reviews, why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected? That's Yo, okay. yeah, y'all can get connected with us a number of different ways. First one being on our website, which is realreviewmedia.com, which you can then link to all of our social media sites as well: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, which is all at Real Review Media. And then uh, youtube.com slash The Real Review uh, is also YouTube we have there as well. Um, but feel free to send us an email if you ever want to reach out to mm-hmm. us, contact us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you can do that at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Bam. Yeah, good job, Matt. Totally. Totally. So two things. One, Matt and I tend to review uh, film content, kind of two sides of the coin. Matt, Matt tends to be more the sort of the fan perspective, um, whereas I tend to be more of the critic kind of analyzing perspective. Um, not that either of us don't dabble into each other's side of things, but uh, that tends to be the way we approach it. So we try to give you a full perspective and thought in regards to reviewing uh, mm-hmm. films and media. And then additionally, just wanted to say in the upfront, perhaps you're wondering, hey, why have these guys been gone for so long? Yeah. 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 A lot of that is just life in general, but Matt also yeah. took a long vacation. My bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, no worries. He's on a boat, guys. He doesn't have internet. He's very far away. I don't have any way of doing this by myself. Well, I could, but I'd rather do it with you. You could, like, talk to yourself. I could. It just, it would be, I'd be like, so right, Matt? And then I just, yeah, it would be It'd very be odd. Yeah. yeah, so, but we are back. We are doing more films. Um, we've actually had a chance to see three films. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to review specifically two, and if we have time, we might get to that third one. Right, for sure. Um, which I'll leave as a surprise. Yeah, if totally. not, 
then we'll just save it for the next week. But yeah. uh, two films. We're going to be doing John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, uh, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu, as mentioned in Good the upfront. So, <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get right into it? Yeah, let's do it. How about that? We'll start with our most recent film, which was John Wick Chapter 3. Uh, brief synopsis for this one. Super assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, that's one of those days, right? He is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. Directed by Chad Stahelski. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stars Keanu Reeves, Halle Berry, Ian McShane. There's a whole slew of actors that kind of pop up throughout this Um project uh lawrence fishburne's also in there asia kate dillon who I haven't seen in too much lance riddick um angelica houston mm-hmm. um and jerome flynn I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else big that i should oh mark dacosco dacoscos uh, yeah. plays a pretty big role in this <laughs> right. as well but more so in the like second half of the film yeah. but um i've talked a lot yes so i'm gonna let you mr talkie talk sort of, yes take us in oh and <laughs> i said ian mcshane yeah right? ian okay. mcshane yeah. yes winston winston <laughs> winston yeah so um, let me just kind of give uh, my my brief thoughts. I really love the first John Wick. Mm-hmm. I really like the second John Wick, not as much as the first one. This one I like maybe on par or maybe just a little below the second one. Mm. Um, I did enjoy it. I actually probably found more enjoyment in like the first half of the film. Yeah. Bef- and there's, there's elements. I mean, not to say, let me say this. This movie is not bad. I enjoyed a lot of this movie, but I think mm. I think that, Overall, the first two films were better. This one, um, I think the first half is better than the second half and kind of how they wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found a lot of enjoyment. I, I went with my family, uh, my whole family. Actually, it was a really weird thing. We never go to movies anymore, but just happened to work out that way. And uh, not not my immediate family. I'm talking about like my, my parents right, and my yeah, sister. Your, your whole slew of children. <laughs> my, all my children, right? Like, this is not a good movie to see with kids. That's oh my a, that's gosh. a warning on the upfront. Um, uh, favorite... Favorite scene involves uh, knives, which I really enjoy. Oh, I love that scene too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about closer to the beginning yeah, of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Um, and the library. So, um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I, I enjoy this. I think this is this. It kind of adds to the mythology of who John Wick is a little bit. I think even even a little bit kind of silly at the end a little bit. But yeah. I um, overall, I still love that everybody. There's a line I think encompasses what I feel about John Wick and why I love John Wick. They they say at the beginning of the movie he's like he's like all of New York City against John Wick or whatever yeah. sounds about even. Yeah, you know I was yeah. like yeah 50, that's 50, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that, mm-hmm. um, but I I think I like the first two better. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. overall I thought it was to throw a couple of positives out there. Uh, Keanu he's this is him this is his role. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his best, the best role. Um, I w- I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I love his his Neo role, but I only really count the first Matrix. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm gonna give him this three film arc. I like this as an action. You did. You didn't him. like him in Dracula. Dracula. Oh no! Yeah. Come on. Wherefore out there, Dracula? <laughs> why doth thou sucketh my blood? Whoa, Socrates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I. Uh, uh, I love Keanu in this role. Um, I actually really liked Halle Berry in this role too. I feel like she did better than what I've seen her in the last couple of films. Yeah. Um, also the dogs. I like the dogs a lot in this movie. Okay. Um, other than that, uh, I feel like, well, I can this is getting into the negatives, but I, I would, um, and I'm not entirely sure about it yet. So I want to bounce some ideas dip off that, you. But you can dip that toe in, Matt. No, help, help I don't yourself. want to. I like to start okay. on the positive and I'll throw okay. it to you. What are the positives okay. for you? Uh, I think feelings that the feelings were similar. I'm stuttering there. Okay. Um, I think this one to me was actually, 
similar as far as overall rating as the last one. Mm-hmm. There was things about this film, though, that I definitely liked more and mm-hmm. things that I definitely liked less. And the weird thing was the last film, I liked the story a lot less mm-hmm. than in this one. I felt like the story in this one was much more straightforward. Yeah. It, it made a lot more sense and it was just kind of like going in one direction. Yeah. Whereas the last one, they were trying to add so much of the, you know, the table and the the espionage groups and the assassins. And it was like yeah, so like. much information. And this one had a bit of that. But it never got to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't follow. Where, why, what, right. how? So I like the story better. I think I would also agree that the first half of the film was stronger for me. But then a close to the middle, things start to get a little bit muddled. Um, I, yeah. This introduced new characters and new stories for characters. Mm-hmm. And I don't think to me personally the characters really did anything for me. It, yeah. it it kind of was always like... It was the, just to push them the, that story right, along. To, and it's to not, push the story they're not along. Yeah. introduced to be like long-term characters, I yeah. feel like, you know? But especially on the front side, excuse me, there were some fight scenes that were just really great. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talked about the one with the knives. I mean, that was an, an really good one. Um, it's so brutal. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh my super gosh. duper brutal. Uh, and they don't hold anything back. Yeah. And I think I had a big concern at the end of the last one, I'll, I'll kind of minor spoilers here, but they make it seem like in the last one that like the entire world is full of assassins almost. Right. That he's going to like have to take on literally everybody in New York City. Yep. And I think of this, this one did a decent job of kind of making that realistic. Yeah. It wasn't super over the top, although it was pretty over the top that like everywhere this guy John Wick is going, like... There's somebody, groups, yeah, right, 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 and like right. assassins are popping up. It's yeah. like he doesn't have a tracker on him, so they yeah. don't know where he's at. And maybe there's like a network that they're texting each other from, yeah. or something like an assassin social media group, or that's, something. That's what that like those people with the typewriters, like, right? Were, I, I love like. that they were still operating on DOS platforms. Right. I'm just gonna point that out. It's like they're interacting with modern digital cell phones and technology, but yeah. running like a DOS. Maybe it was Linux or something like I don't know. Old school, um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of retroy fun. Yeah, uh, a little silly, but fun. Um, so yeah, the highlights for me in this one were better story overall, uh-huh. more accessible, easy to like understand and take mm-hmm. in, and some of the action was still very yeah. much there. Visually, still really good. I yeah. think most of the time it's yeah. very nice, good visuals. I, I enjoyed a lot of the way that they shot some of the action. They, scenes they still stuff. have that sensibility where, that you like from the first two John Wicks, where there's some like longer takes. They, there's not a lot of cuts. There's a right. lot of everything's very wide, in, yeah. and and you see a lot of the action. And, and uh, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's I, similar. I, and that that's one of the things that's that bothered me a little bit because I felt like they did that less in this movie. What the long takes? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. They. Well, that kind of tips us into where I had some things I didn't like as much. But mm-hmm. if you want to start that conversation off, you can, and I'll I'll second. Sure. It no, I was yeah. I was just gonna say. So, um, notably, there are a lot of long takes in. Uh, one of them being like the the nightclub scene in the first one, or yeah. the catacombs in yeah. the second one. Uh, not the catacombs, yeah. whatever that was, tunnels or whatever that was. Um, just some really notable long takes. They do longer takes than like I think any other action movie out there in this one as well. Yeah. But nothing like they did in those ones. Mm-hmm. And and I think and I was realize and I was feeling it when there's when there's an action scene that involves Halle Berry and John Wick's character yeah. because they it wasn't just following John Wick through right. these long takes. It was doing two different characters. So it would do a cut every right. time it switched characters. And then there'd be a semi long take, which is cool. I like seeing that. But I 
there was just something about those super long takes in the first two where you're just following John Wick and he takes out like 52 people yeah. and it's just like, wow, this one, <laughs> they take out more people, but oh, there's yeah. just more cuts in the between The body count's them. definitely higher on this Right, one. right, yeah. right, for sure. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that kind of definitely leads into the point that I had a bit of a little dislike for yeah. in the film, which was the usage of the secondary characters in the action scene specifically. Yeah. I kind of get why they did it because maybe they're like trying to say like, Hey, there's more to the story than just John Wick and yeah. connect it with different people. But I'm really, the film's called John Wick. Yeah. And when you have action, big action set pieces and they spend almost half to um, maybe more than half of those scenes with another character like Halle Berry or I forget the, the desk attendant or concierge and sort of the second half. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. Winston's like guy. What, yeah. The, it, it removes some of the interest that I have in the fight scenes because these yeah. are like, Characters that I haven't gone through two prior films with, yeah. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be in the film for long term, but I don't know their backstory the same way. I'm not connected in the same way. I don't. And the other thing was, and this is probably just me, but the way that I was seeing it was, I don't need to see how capable these people are at fighting mm-hmm. because it kind of lessens the impact of John Wick's capabilities. Right. Like if they, he can just randomly have people join with him and get in these giant fight scenes and they're basically doing exactly what he's doing yeah. in the same way that he's doing it, then it's kind of like, well, why is John Wick known as this like amazing assassin then? Right. So it kind of cheapened his role. And it, it also removed some of that suspense that I get with yeah. following his character all the way through a fight. Because I thought it jumped around. That's yeah. a good point that you bring that up. And I'm, I'm definitely, I like this movie and it may, it might be coming off as I'm feeling a little bit more negative than usual, but I feel, yeah. I feel like that's where the silliness happened at the end of the movie where you have this legend like John Wick and people know he's a legend and people are, are talking about him and I'm not spoiling anything, but there's, there's instances where he, he could have died. Oh yeah. He could have been killed. Oh yeah. But for the sake of having a silly like recognition moment. Right. He wasn't. I didn't like that either. I didn't like that because I felt like it, like you said, it cheapened like his role as the Baba Yaga, as the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, it, it was like, what? Yeah, it, I, it was strange. I agree. It like bordered on self-referential. Right. Like it, it was almost like these are guys that are outside of this film world looking at the yeah. character saying like, oh, look how special he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. I thought the there was one character who kind of does a, a fairly um, zero, does that yeah, a yeah. little bit, but he does that in a playful kind of fun way. Yeah. And, it's, and, but there's other characters that do that, and it's not... The raid guys is what they are. Yeah, I mean, what I want to see, and maybe this is selfish or silly of me to think, is like, John Wick goes into a room and he's in control of the room. Right. Pretty much no matter what scenario and situation he is. And that the problem with that is you have to show like signs of weakness. Mm-hmm. You have to show signs of need. Otherwise, the characters like look weak and undeveloped. Yeah. But you do that, you accomplish that through him getting hurt yep. and damaged and getting yep. attacked and having to struggle and it being really difficult for him. Mm-hmm. You don't accomplish that through him like literally having moments like you're talking about where he could just be killed yeah. and people are just deciding because there's a couple other moments where, yeah, he could literally just be killed. Yeah. But because the plot demanded it, he didn't get killed. Right. You know, that happens at least, I think, two other times with like meetings that he has with people. <laughs> Where yeah. they're just standing there and they could just kill him and they don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think as far as like an entry into the franchise, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're probably going to keep this going for a little while now. Um, it was good and it did a little bit to kind of bring the story forward into sort of the next stage. And I yeah. did like, not to spoil it, but I did like how it kind of tied into his backstory a bit. Yeah. It gave you some information of why he's maybe as skilled as he is right. and kind of where he learned some of those yep. abilities. Um, I like that. Um, that was Angelica Houston stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And that was enjoyable, although yeah. the results of 
his role with those people were not anywhere near as harsh as I think how they made it sound or right. seem. I was like, oh, I thought they were just going to do, you know. When it came know, to uh, there's a certain scene with a toenail. Oh, that and was it's not even like yeah. a violent scene, but I was like, Ugh, yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. Because you're just looking at that, like, what's about a, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's realistic. I've heard of, yeah. I have a few friends yeah, yeah. that, you know, do like ballet dancing and stuff, and they've talked about that with me, but um, yeah, too much info. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but I like that element of kind of tying in his backstory, but I think as far as like overall, what I really like this film, it's like, I was like, if you like the last one, then you'll probably like this one. Here's the thing. You know? I see. I like the last one, but I like this. I like the last one better than this one. I yeah. think. Um, I want there to be. I want it to go back because the one thing I really like about the, and this is why the first John Wick's my favorite is yeah. it's it's a standalone. It is, and the second one picks up where the other one left off and has a cliffhanger. This one picks up where the other one left off and has a cliffhanger, like a continuing saga. And I get that. Yeah. And what's really funny, and I kept reminding myself of it last night when they were talking about it in the movie, is that it is it's all, all this from the last three movies have been within just a span of a couple of weeks oh i know and i'm yeah. like oh yeah well wow. I, I thought about that too a couple of times like doesn't this guy ever sleep I know. like he never goes to the bathroom right. he never sleeps what does like, he, eat? he never eats yeah. yeah does he just have weird digestion and he just doesn't need to sleep at all i i thought about that too yeah so i'm like how about we have a john wick movie where it's been a year <laughs> You know, yeah. and he's recuperated fully and he's Take like at time. the top of his game yeah. as opposed to being exhausted yeah. from like just running around for the last three weeks. Or oh, whatever. I agree. I th- so, and this would be the last thing I would say, and then we can probably move on yeah. and give our thoughts on the our score. But I think because the body count was higher yeah. in this one for sure, the action started to feel a little bit more draggy. But it was it's because it wasn't all John Wick's right. body count. I but think it, it's, it's like showing the same, like you can only see... 16 guys get shot in the head so many times yeah. from different people before you're just kind of like, okay, another guy gets shot in the head. And they, they did have moments where they kind of like invented different yeah. set pieces yeah. and was creative. But <laughs> horses. Death yeah. by horse. <laughs> Death by horse. That was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. The horse stuff was great. The <laughs> was knife like, stuff was oh great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was literally, and I, I know you liked the involvement of the dogs, but I did. That, that just got really, I'm like, okay, well, dogs are powerful, but you know, you can just not to be you know, crass, but like shoot the dog. It, it didn't make any sense where a guy's getting like bit in the leg and he's got like a gun in his hand and he's just getting the going, ah, ah, like you can shoot the dog, you know, like it doesn't, I don't know. It just felt like a little body silly. armor. <laughs> yeah. He had body armor, but like, I don't know that it, it, that started to feel a little draggy to me. Yeah. It and happened again, a lot, yeah. and maybe it's also because I just didn't, not that they weren't good characters, but I wasn't as connected to them. So I didn't sure. really care to see how they, I think if they had like maybe, something really bad had happened to them and it had been another reason for John Wick mm-hmm. to have to cause vengeance, you yeah. know, then that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so what? Cool. Uh, why don't you give your overall percentage? Um, I'm trying to think what I gave the last one. I can't remember, but I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it an 85 B. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's higher than I thought, actually. Really? I thought it was going to be a little lower. No, yet. I gave the last one, I, if I gave the first one to John Wick, I really like probably like a 93. I gave the last one maybe an 89. So I'm going to yeah. give this one 85, probably 84. So just a standard B. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm bouncing back and forth. I think I'm going to stick with an 80%. Okay. Yeah. So it's still in the B minus range in the Bs, cool. but- I, I will watch the next one. Yeah. You know, I think I'm excited too, but it is getting a little like, all right, how many John Wicks here? He needs, I agree with what you're saying. This will be my last thought. He needs a break. Yeah. So let's give John Wick like a little time. Recuperate. I mean, get he's- Get some Starbucks. He's not, a, he's not <laughs> you know, the man he used to be, you take know? Some, so I think seriously, maybe, yeah. yeah. Take a bubble bath, yeah. you know, relax a little bit. Guy Go see a it. proper doctor. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, with that, then we're going to move into our next film, which we both had a chance to check out. Um, yep. Pretty fun one. Uh, do you want to actually 
intro this one? Do you have it ready to... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which is actually funny because I always thought it was just Detective Pikachu. I did too. Anyways, um, I actually I think, I think they're doing this because they know they're going to release more movies and all the movies are going to be Pokemon, you know, colon, whatever the next title is. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me go through the synopsis here. In a world where people collect Pokemon to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. Uh, directed by Rob Letterman. Uh, written by a number of people, starring um, Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Knight, Nee Nee, uh, Ken <laughs> Watanabe, Watanabe, uh, Chris Gear, Suki Waterhouse, and others. Um, so this, I actually, I took my kids to see this, um, which is an interesting story in itself. But um, I, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I yeah. didn't, I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. I found enjoyment of it, and I. I played um, the red and blue Game Boy games like big time when they came out. Yeah. And that, that was like my jam for yeah. a really long time. Yeah, I was yellow. Yeah. I went, I went oh. yellow. That's when I first jumped in. Oh, I jumped in so later, right yeah. when they came out. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and I wanted yellow too because yellow was like, they had a little Pikachu follow you around right. and I exactly. never got it. But um, the, the red and blue... Uh, I remember playing and I needed to get both of them because you can't get all of them unless right. you have both of them. And then you had to trade if you wanted to get them. Right, exactly. Really easy. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot of that like nostalgia factor that I really liked. And when they announced this movie coming out, I was not, I was like, oh, that sounds weird. Why would you, <laughs> why would the first like live action Pokemon be something called Detective Pikachu? You know? Yeah. And I guess it, it's based off a video game called Detective Pikachu. It is. Which yeah. I didn't even know was a thing. Very either. different story, but it's right. based upon the same. Um, general concept of a Pokemon detective. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing that I found out too, is this actually is improper, a video game property before it became an anime property. It just Mm -hmm. happens to be way massive popular. This is probably the first successful video game movie adaptation. I think that we've seen. Yes. In history. Yeah. Very loosely, but very, very much so. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, I think, I think the, the benefits of this movie all come from, Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, the, it's for older kids. Okay. So my kids are younger. There are, <laughs> I wouldn't say they're for young kids because there's a lot of jokes in here that I do not think could, even older kids are really going to get. They have like, there's like a drug joke. I was like, yeah. oh, hopefully they don't ask about that later. Yeah. So I don't have to explain that. I mean, those them. mostly come from Ryan Reynolds. Right. right, right, right. And yeah. really fast banter. And that's yeah. like the kind of like Deadpool ish yeah. talk that he has. And, and a lot of it works out in a really way, but I think the, the Pokemon like realization, how they come to life is really cool. I like that. Um, there's elements I wish they would have had more, but I feel like they could potentially do that in the future with some other elements. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I liked uh, my favorite part was probably the city and seeing how Pokemon were just kind of incorporated and involved in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and it felt like it felt like it was like a real breathing city that had you know Pokemon living in it, and I yeah. thought that was cool. Um, there was there weren't a lot of like really funny moments that I was thinking. There was one time that I laughed out loud, really loud. Yeah. But all the, all the other times that were funny, they they like made me like kind of like you know, smile a little bit. I was like, oh, that's clever. <laughs> um, but nothing like super funny, but I enjoyed it. The story was, was nice. Kind of ended on a, you know, with some heartwarmingness. It wasn't really, really deep or anything, but it was fine. I liked it. Yeah. And, um, I'm excited to see them like move beyond just this story and see what else they can do because yeah. they showed us stuff, especially at the very beginning and in the middle that I really want to see in something going forward. Um, 
and that's that's probably when it comes to like what it's like someone who wants to try and catch Pokemon mm -hmm. or someone who's like battling for a living, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Um, so that's stuff that I'm interested to see. But yeah, your thoughts? Uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it as well. I, I think, like you said, the movie was not targeting young, young kids. Right. It was targeting more of like the tween age type kid, yep. but then with adult. And I think that was very intelligent because if you look at the scope of the fandom with Pokemon. Young to old, man. It's young to old. Yep. And there's definitely a lot of people in the older generation that, you know, play Pokemon Go and all yeah. those types of stuff. And I'm a fan. I enjoy yeah. it. Um, I'm not like an avid mm -hmm. fan of Pokemon type stuff, but I do enjoy it yeah. and I like it. I play sometimes play the Pokemon Go and stuff. Mm -hmm. I play the Pokemon Go, Matthew. <laughs> um, I play the Pokemon. But yeah, so I went into this with a very unsure kind of feeling I, because whenever you take a property that is knowingly and notably kind of Asian, J Japanese in particular and the storytelling style that's over there mm -hmm. and you try and Americanize that, things can get lost and go in very bad directions potentially because they have to like reinvent how the story is going to be told and how it's going to go. But I ended up being very pleasantly surprised by yeah. a lot of different elements of the story. I mean, simply just one of the nice things was like just sitting in a theater and being like, oh, there's a Pidgey. Yeah. Oh, there's a Bidoof. Like, yeah. And just seeing the Pokemon pop up was fun. Just the nostalgia Charmander's factor. my jam. Oh, yeah. Charmander. You're like, oh, Charmander. Yeah. Just seeing those types of things were just cool yeah. and interesting. Um, but then additionally, having seen some of the other properties, other the other films of Pokemon. Um, this didn't go so far outside of the world of the Pokemon films. I would say it was almost referential to that first Absolutely. one that came out. Yeah. The cool thing is like a lot of the Pokemon movies generally tend to deal with kind of like evil scientist or businessman kind of trying to take over the world or something like that. And this kind of tiptoed into that. Yeah. It was like the evil scientist, you know, the Pokemon. Or dealing with like a strong bias or prejudice against Pokemon or right. Pokemon against humans. Exactly. That's yeah. like a huge element for the yeah. stories as well. And so this kind of dipped into all that. Yeah. I think one of the things that they added to this one, which was more American, but was an important thing and was good for the character was the fact that like the distance between him and his father and mm -hmm. family and the importance of family. Yeah. Most of the Pokemon movies, it's always been about the relationship of humans to Pokemon. Yep. It's been very little about humans with humans, mm -hmm. but that has played a small role and it was such a good thing to incorporate yeah. in the script because it made it human yep. and it made it feel connectable even though it's set obviously in a very different, vastly different world yeah, 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 yeah. where there's just like no real animals, there's just Pokemon. Right. So I liked all those elements. Um, I thought the special effects a lot of times were really great yeah. and really interesting. I felt like they kept the story going at a quick pace. <laughs> um, it was engaging. I think the play uh, back and forth um, between Tim and Pikachu yeah. was really cool and kind of so, the way that they connected. Sorry, Psyduck was awesome. Oh, Psyduck was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His whole role in the thing was really fun. Uh, Lucy was good. I don't think she played a very significant role. No. She kind of felt like they just needed to have another character yeah. along for the ride. And so they threw her in there, but she wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. She wasn't awful. Yeah. Um, where... I think it kind of started to fall apart a little for me, and I'll I'll tiptoe into that sure. if you want. Um, the biggest thing was just in the sort of the second half of the film. Um, the first half is very solid, kind of straightforward, and there's like one or two twists, but mm -hmm. they're very minor. Ooh, that's very but twisty. Then, oh yeah, very twisty. <laughs> but then by the end of the film, they started going to twists of directions of things. I'm like, what is going on here? Right. Like soul and you know the oh, combining yeah, 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 of different yeah. you know living beings yeah. and the twist of like this person is actually doing this and this is what actually yeah. happened and it was like constantly just there's the thing called um 
I don't know if you've ever read the book, but it's called Save the Cat. And it's this concept of mumbo jumbo, mm-hmm. which is like when you exist in a world and you present like aliens as mm-hmm. existing in that world, you can't then go and present magic. Yeah. Because it's just too much mumbo jumbo, just like yeah. too much. And it was on the border Sounds of- Sounds like every CW show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but it was on the border of that for me because it was like, here we have Pokemon and this Pokemon world with all this different stuff. And then all of a sudden we're getting into like- existence and soul well they do and, specifically and i won't spoil this but do specifically mention that they're one of the pokemon is the most powerful pokemon right. in the history absolutely ever. and that's kind of a known oh, thing but yeah, sorry. they gave him powers in this yeah. movie that as far as i know have never been i've never heard of that either. yeah been a part of the franchise they they wrench they mentioned the kanto region yeah and i was like oh that's cool that's like <laughs> what i grew up with the kanto yeah. region yeah absolutely and it's yeah. like actually set in the Pokemon universe, I yeah. believe. So that, it's not like there's America. Right. It's not like America with Pokemon yeah. like, in New York City. Well, and it's it like makes sense thing. that they would mention it being a different region because there's Pokemon from a ton of different regions in this yeah. one. So it's like, obviously, it's not just set in like the mm-hmm. Kanto region or something well, this, like that. No. Yeah, so it's like a, a utopia of sorts. There's right. some of this movie, though, and it reminded me of Zootopia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that there's was a, like whole a little bit of a thing. I was yeah. like, that's the plot <laughs> from Zootopia. <laughs> yeah. There was just the, yeah, they needed like a Bunnery, which is a Pokemon character, and then they'd have a Zootopia thing going on. Right, right. Um, but I think it was a really good first outing. It was relatable and fun, and the special effects were good enough. Yeah. There was a couple times it was like the characters seemed a little bit off for what yeah. I would imagine them being live mm-hmm. action versions, but it was relatable enough, it was touching. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would go see another. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, I want to see more like catching like the that opening scene with Justice Smith. I want to see more of that. Oh yeah, and like like actual proper battles, like a tournament or something like that. Oh yeah, and that'd be super cool. No, that would be really cool and yeah. see how they kind of do it because yeah. they have to ground things a little bit yeah. when they put it in like a live action format. Mm-hmm. When you're in a cartoon, you can kind of get away with right, right, right. You know, and plus it's for kids. But when it's like live action, it's like well, you have to explain. Yeah, how does a Pokemon take damage? Like, what is a critical hit? Well, and, they show this, you know, like, you know, when they when they heal, or sorry, when Pokemon right, can a Pokemon show, die? Like, they've never get, really or get scratched. Like, so for example, they like mentioned like a specific Pokemon getting scars from yeah. some of the other. I'm like, oh, they don't do that in yeah. cartoons. You well, know? one of my favorite parts, and I'll like kind of like, very minor spoiler here, sure. but like the battle that's sort of in the background, but taking place between like a Gengar and a Charizard, yeah. it's such a cool battle. Blastoise, or Blastoise, sorry. Yeah. But it's like because you actually see the effect of like a ghost Pokemon versus like a water Pokemon and mm-hmm. how that battle would like go down in like a real world environment. Yeah. And that was just really cool because it's yeah. like you've always seen it in a cartoon form yeah, yeah. and it's always like close up shots with mm-hmm. like weird panning things going on. So yeah. I just thought that was really neat. Yeah, it was you cool. Know? And I, I would, like you said, I'd love to see somebody that's more of like a Pokemon trainer. Yeah you know, trying to collect and capture and battle Pokemon. Pikachu singing the original theme song in oh, a sad voice. Yes. That was so <laughs> good. Catch them all. There, was, there was three or four times where they like tied in different, I mean the new, the, I think it was the news guys in the background, they yeah. were playing the original the theme music, song. Yep. And yeah, there was like tie-ins. I like that stuff. They were a lot of fun. That's yeah. Cool. It makes it rewatchable too. Yep. You yeah. can see things. So Super cool. I was, the only thing I was hoping to see, and I don't know if this was in there, I haven't done any research, but like maybe like a uh, Ash Ketchum, like, Reference, like reference, or yeah. like in the background, yeah. like you can see him like walking by or something. I haven't hey, seen Misty. that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's Brock Misty there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'll be cool. Are so, Brock's eyes open? Yeah, exactly. He's squinting. What's going on? He has nothing wrong with his eyes. Anyway, uh, what are you going to give this one rating? Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it an 82. Yeah, I'm going to give it two. That's actually right where I'm at. All right, it's that's 82 awesome. as well. Yeah, yeah, so. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm actually excited to see it. Um, congratulations, Hollywood! You've made a successful video game. <laughs> You've done it. Yeah. So, did you want to? Do you want to? I do it. I do. Okay, you do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go for it. I'm going to go Take for it, it guys. And this is not going to be too long, but we kind of teased up front. There's another movie I got a chance to see, and this movie is actually, um, 
it's one I'm not going to watch. Right. So it's called Brightburn. We're going to talk Brightburn. about Brightburn, guys. Brightburn. And so um, this is uh, produced by James Gunn. I believe it was written by his brothers, Brian and Mark Gunn. Uh, but here's a synopsis. What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister. And it's directed by David Yaroveski. Um, stars Elizabeth Banks, David Denman, Jackson Dunn, Abraham Klinkscales, huh? Christian Finn, Matt Jones, <laughs> uh, and a number of other people. But um, I like the that. um the one thing that I thought was interesting, and this is clearly they talk about in the description. It's clearly in their marketing. This is what it, this is like. This is like what if evil man, evil man, what if Superman <laughs> grew up to be evil? Yeah, kind of a, yeah. a thing. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what this you know movie like that's exactly the direction it goes i will say after watching it try not to watch the trailers guys because so much of the movie is in the trailers i'm baffled um but this um but i will say it was it was good and i will give that with an asterisk because i think that this movie is going to be good to you i think that you'll like it depending on if you like like movies ending on an upper or a downer or how you like movies ending yeah i won't spoil anything but um, for me personally, I um, I left satisfied with the movie, mm-hmm. but I also felt a little bummed out. Mm. And so, like, I'm like I'm like battling those two feelings at the same yeah. time because I'm like, oh, that's you know they 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 went for it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's an R-rated horror, right? So, so I it's kind of... I would say it's it's not horror-ish. I would say definitely more thriller suspense. Okay. Um, but it's it's incredibly violent too. It's way more violent than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and there are some really intense like praiseworthy like graphics like like mm. like visual makeup effects i was like oh my gosh oh, um but uh i would say as a whole it it was it was successful in what i was trying to accomplish i think there's for me there's a lot of this like battle like between parenting and between elizabeth elizabeth Banks and david denman and them how they're raising their kid and this back and forth you know what if your kids are doing this type of thing and like loving your kid despite the things they're going through and what they're doing and all that stuff and i really resonated with all that and so i really like that elizabeth banks is a star of this movie like i I think she's the best part of the movie Mm -hmm. um jackson dunn who plays uh brendan briar the the kid who's grown up to be evil superman or whatever um that is i think he did a good job being a creepy little boy um (laughs) and uh, I thought it went well. Yeah. Um, actually, I think my favorite part of the movie was when they kind of brought in the scope a little bit in the credits. After at the end, they kind of let it roll a little bit with like some news footage of some stuff, mm-hmm. and um, that part I actually really appreciated because I felt like it opened up the world a little bit more than what was just portrayed on screen. Yeah. Um, but again, stay away from the trailers because a lot of the good stuff, like favorite stuff, was actually just in the trailers. So I was like, oh man. But this movie is is pretty violent um but there's an emotional half there i really appreciate yeah. it i wish it would have ended it a little differently though so there's like this is kind of sounds like it's a bunny trail but it's related um mm-hmm. there's a film that came out i think back in like 2012 okay uh called chronicle it does okay yeah yeah. So, yeah so i will say this it did, it did remind me of chronicle yeah this um, is reminding me of that but my big gripe with chronicle i loved chronicle is that it never went to where it feels like this film is going, which is like Chronicles PG thirteen. This right. is R, and I feel right. Like, yeah. But I felt like Chronicle <laughs> needed to be an R. There was like four or five scenes where I'm like, you're obviously very much holding back. That's here. why I think. That's why I think 
that this movie and how you like it is going to be dependent upon how you want to feel leaving the movie theater. Right, yeah. Right, so I, <laughs> I loved Chronicle. Right. I loved Chronicle. It was PG-13, I get that. And, I mean, they were going for more of a tween audience with that one, and right. it's found footage difference. Yeah, Michael but, B. Jordan's in that one, y'all. Is, Anyways, yeah. I love Chronicle. Yeah. Um, there there definitely are some like things in this, I'm like, oh, that feels like Chronicle right now. Yeah. Um, similar. But um, if, if that's the case, then I might end up really liking this one. Yeah. Because I kind of felt like I missed out on the movie that I would have really wanted to see mm-hmm. in Chronicle. Yeah, I would say check this out. There's not like a ton of jump scares. There's just like, and yeah. when there are jump scares, and I wouldn't even say they're jump scares, they're like telegraphed. It's not, yeah. the, they're not, they're trying not to, they're not like really being inventive here. You know, like the obvious, and this happens in every scary movie, pan away, pan back, pan away, pan back. Now something's right behind the person that yeah. you panned away from twice. You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Anytime that happens, you're expecting that. But yeah. so it was, it lessened any effect yeah. that it had. And that's not really what it's about though. Um, it's more about the emotional connection between Elizabeth Banks, her son, um, and that sort of a thing. But yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. And that's, and I'm at this weird place where I think it's just kind of conflicting between what I emotionally want to feel and at the end of the movie and what it actually gave me. Gotcha. So I, I it's not, I'm not going to fault the movie for that. I think that just made a really great, strong choice. I'm just not on board 100%. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to rate it? <laughs> I'm going to give it an uh, 83. 83? Yeah, 83. So not bad. Overall, I'd say our. Re- reviews this this week are yeah. pretty great <laughs> we've had a well, i had a rough go of it kind of the start of the year so it's nice that our review that's right quality right, right. Has gone up. So <laughs> this is an upward trend for us oh the next little while. oh yeah. and 170 million until uh avengers endgame beats avatar for i saw worldwide. that it's I'm actually like, it's at 165 now okay i'm waiting for it i'm to like get there. come on guys come on let's go see avengers go see endgame again, again we've everybody. got that reach with this podcast right all of our listeners go watch it 50 <laughs> exactly. times and we could get close with a million all of our listeners yeah. go <laughs> all our listeners combined could probably do maybe a hundred thousand oh <laughs> anyway sorry anyway. not to attack you guys at all we love you thanks yeah. for listening to the podcast so uh we are going to wrap things up though and yep. uh, if uh, this is, again, your first time listening to us, some ways to get connected, uh, realreviewmedia.com is our website. We totally. also have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. And then we have our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at realreviewmedia. 100%. And we would love to hear from you, your thoughts, perspectives, input, things that you've seen or haven't seen. Hey, we just finished the finale of Game of Thrones. Everybody's talking about that. And uh, we could probably talk about that for a while, too, but mm-hmm. we're not going to. But love to hear your thoughts on that and everything else going on media-wise. So send us an email realreviewmedia at gmail.com yep. we would love to hear your thoughts and perspectives anything further Matt no that's You're it looking forward to been a, a good week Aladdin maybe Maybe. I don't know so I'm hearing that, that the trailer is like misrepresenting the film a little bit okay. so I'm gonna hold to that hope cool yeah alright well I'm holding on hope as well okay <laughs> <laughs> alright it's been real it's been real <laughs>